Sugars. Okay, we're covering CW Weekly News, but also Sam Adegoke from Dynasties in the House. We dressed up for this, and I even put on perfume. <laughs> You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I was waiting for it oh, to come there, in. There it is. I was listening it to it. It always fades in. I always, yeah. We don't know if our music's coming in, and then it fades in. It's a slow, steady. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good Get song. ready. Yeah, I'm Get ready. Like it's coming. Wait for the drop. It feels kind of like a drug commercial, like for Valtrex. Like somebody just, they got rid of herpes, and now they're. <laughs> now that's kind of, I just realized that's kind of how it sounds. Oh, well. There we go. Yeah. Hey, a little bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello, terrible. everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to CW Weekly. We are so excited today. We're not even going to mention us right now. We're just going to get to our special guest, Sam Adegoke yes. from CW's Dynasty. Thank you, thank you, thank you Thank you, you, you for, for being, being here. here. Thank you for having me. Super excited for this. You are so much cooler than me. <laughs> just, it's just like, thank you for being here. I'm just saying, like, the style, the I way know. he's sitting. He's it's real just... tall, everybody. Very handsome. And I was afraid of that. I didn't st- I didn't get to stand next to you. But when you're, I... you're what? You got like five, you're like 5'3". Five, Five, you gave me zero. three inches. That's very nice three. of you. I was sitting down. I don't know. You're on that ledge. So. She's gonna claim that so. next week. She's gonna stand for some five be three. Like very big, very big. Yeah. But yes, thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Super we I thank and we know you're a busy guy. We know you're traveling all over, and uh, y'all haven't wrapped yet this season. You're still we filming. We have not wrapped. No, we're shooting episode uh, 17 right now. And we have 22, so we got a little ways yet. But I, I can't believe it's 17, right? It's crazy. That's crazy. Like, we were just talking like it's been, like, almost a year since the pilot. And like, you just started. Flew by. Flew by. Wow. Does it feel yeah. like yesterday? Yes and no in some respects. I mean, it definitely, like, recency, like, feels like we were just at Upfronts. And that was, mm-hmm. like, almost a year ago now. Um, and we're having so much fun making the show, you know? I mean, like, the cast is really close. We're tight. We hang out a lot, you know? So uh, that passes the time pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm just looking forward to these last couple episodes and and a season two hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully crossing our fingers. so you and yeah. Michael get along in real life yeah sorry I yeah. I say that when I was emailing the publicist about the show I kept saying Jeff yeah. <laughs> I kept ah, saying that's too funny name. that's too funny <laughs> Michael played by Rob Riley yeah it's a homie he's like a brother to me mm-hmm. okay because. Yeah. Acting because they're not on the show, y'all. We thought so, but not after letting. Especially after last night. No, I don't think so. You saw that? Mm -hmm. That looked amazing. It did. Yeah, I don't see it until you all see it, and like we choreographed it, like went through it, like shot scene after scene, after scene after scene. We both got excited a couple times and like actually hit some side shots, you know. So we're a bit Mm. sore after it, but it looked it looked like film fight scene. Mm -hmm. I was happy with it. Yeah, the show. Like good. afterward, when the both of you were breathing, I could be like, "I believe that." Yeah, yeah. You were very into it. I'll just put it that Rob's way. Rob's a G, so this is a funny story I got to tell. His his stunt double showed up. Rob's lighter than I am. His stunt double showed up, probably six inches shorter than both of us, stocky two forty, and darker than me. And he was like, oh, hell no. I was, he like, was like, that's no, not no, going to work. This is not going to So he actually did, I had a double. He did the stunt going over the desk. So, I mean, hats off to him. I oh, got to wow. say, it was wow. amazing. Wow. Yeah, he, he was like, I, I can't have a bald head. Somebody messed up on that yeah. double. <laughs> 240, they got the wrong measurements. Black dude. Yeah, yeah, doing my double. Like, I'm not going to go in for Brad Pitt, y'all. No, hey. <laughs> 
No, I'm not, Sam. No, I, I was going to say, it's all, all right, about all right. angles. I was trying to help. I was trying to It's all about them angles, bro. It's all about angles. Okay, well, we do have to get a little bit of news. I didn't even introduce ourselves. I got so excited. Sure didn't. I'm, but y'all know me. We're here every week. I'm Matt Marr. You can follow me on all the socials at the Matt Marr, two T's, two R's, and Miss Erica. And I'm Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. There you go. Okay. We're so Sam, we do a poll every week. Hold it up. Uh, and trivia every week. So we're gonna start it off with some trivia right now. Mm-hmm. And guess what the trivia is about? I wonder. I wonder. So the trivia is before any of you that are watching can go on the web and I'm gonna test you on this. Uh-oh. What is Sam's first TV credit listed on IMDB? Ooh. Is it? I got. I'm gonna make you think. Is it A. Brooklyn Nine Nine, B. Criminal Minds, C. Wicked City, or D. High School Musical? Now we're not gonna tell the answer until the end of the show. Yeah. So you you gotta think about it. Do you think you know? <laughs> don't. I, I know which one would make sense. Okay. So that's the one I'm gonna guess. Yeah. So, okay. So don't yeah. guess yes. We're gonna. We're going to get back to one. that. That's so, fun. yeah, okay. So, uh, we have a ship poll as well. So, I know we tweeted out that link at AfterBuzz TV. So, yes, yeah, that's our ship poll. Ship's coming in. So, we did Evil Couples this week. So, and then, so we did Evil Couples, and then Erica, she's like, should we, and this is a question for you. She was like, should we do you and Fallon? Are you an evil couple, or are you just a. You're both caught up. We what, yeah. what define evil couple. That's that was That's why I, I was asking. Well, you're kind of the evil one right now, a little I bit more. Never judge your character. No, <laughs> actor, never judge your character. So, uh, no, I don't believe Jeff is evel Okay, I believe Jeff believes what Jeff believes, and that's what he's fighting for. So, you think as a couple, they would like be a good couple? Because we're, we're we're breaking out some bad couples in this uh, ship. Poll. Yeah, well, well, I I have to say that I believe that. Jeff would have, and, and, and Liz, if you're watching, sorry, more of a moral compass than, than Fallon. Um, mm-hmm. Although people might not believe that. I'm going to, okay. Right now. Okay. Good that you're pointing that out. Yeah, yeah, I look, I, I, I get it, two sides every story, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, I, I feel like Jeff could be like a voice of reason to Fallon in some of her crazy idiosyncrasies, and she's such a go-getter. I think, I think if they end up together mm-hmm. for real, that could be a really, really complimentary couple. Uh, so we'll see what happens. So I, I don't, I don't think they would allow each other to completely go off the, the deep end and be, be mm. all the way evil. Does he love power more or Fallon? I think the show is really about. Well, it's both. I mean, Th- this I, is, this I bring this up and you pause on the answer because the show does a good job of like. The complexity of this. It it's does. not it like does. so just cut and dry. It does. And that's what I love about it. I mean, when you strip away like Gucci this and Fanny that and like, you know, the decadence and nice houses and cars, it's, it's you know, it's broken, twisted people yep. who are flawed and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and mean well and want to fight for their loved ones and fight mm-hmm. for what they believe in. Well, they do that at all costs. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I do believe we do that really well because it humanizes it. So yeah. it's not yeah. just full on soap, you know, and, I, and hopefully yeah. the audience resonates with that. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree with that. Okay, so our ship poll this week, our four evil couples are either Spike and Drusilla from Buffy. We have, that's a good one. Uh, we have Blair and Chuck from Gossip Girl. And then we, they were pretty. And then uh, Helen and Lex Luthor from Smallville. Mm. Justine the Post disagreed on that, on um, Blair and Chuck. And then we have Overgirl. This was a good one, mm-hmm. which is Overgirl and Dark Arrow. So bad Supergirl and bad Oliver from the crossover. Who's in the lead right now? 
Right now, Blair and Chuck are leading with 37%, but it's close. Okay. Spike and Drusilla are a close second with 33%. As they should be. So, As they should be. So funny you show school. that clip. I'll, I'll get back to that later on Gossip Girl. On, oh, on Gossip? No, get back to it now. Say, well, no, it's a hint. I can't drop the hint because... Oh. Okay, okay, okay. We'll talk about it later. All right. So your trivia question. Now I'm teased. Now you're teased. So uh, <laughs> hold tight. We're going to talk to Sam in a minute and ask some more questions about the show. But we're going to go through some casting news first real quick. So um, something's happening over at Legends. Which I am very upset about because we talked about this last week. And the day after we got out of the studio, what happens? They released it. They announced that Wally West is officially going over to Legends. I was about to say, good call. Yeah, maybe we're just psychic. Well, it kind of it makes sense. It and makes sense. He's got nothing before. to do in the Flash. Do you watch the Flash? Have you seen the Flash? I don't. No, I mean I watched man, it once or okay. twice because I, I did some auditions for it like a while back. But no, I don't keep up. So Wally West is Kid Flash. So it's like they already have the Flash. There's a lot of race speedsters mm-hmm. on there. So I think he'll be better at Legends. I think there's a place for him. I think he'll be a good dynamic to the team. Yeah, don't you think? I mean, because they they they're down two. Yeah, they're down two people. Well, they're down two Legends. I should mm-hmm. say. As it is now, but do yeah. we know when he's going to be? Yes, his first appearance is going to be on the eleventh. I'm sorry, on the nineteenth of February, which is the eleventh oh. episode. So when it comes back, okay, from hiatus, but he's not going to officially join the team. Spoiler alert: until the thirteenth episode. Okay, so there's a little, there's still a little <clears throat> bit of time. Okay, before, but executive producer Phil Klemmer was saying that. After being dumped and feeling somewhat estranged from his family and team, they know that Wally would fit in perfectly with the Legends, Mm -hmm. saying that the Legends are a collection of unlikely heroes who began their journey questioning who they are and where they belong. Which is totally Mm. what Wally West is doing right now. And I gotta say, I saw that episode yesterday where he got dumped. I I was like, I can't believe Jesse just did him so dirty like that. Especially in a box. Yeah, the breakup box. I was like, get out of here. How dare they do do this to my boy Wally. I almost spoiled something about the other box. On that show. Oh, don't do say it. it. <laughs> don't Bother say box, it. They well, Jeff Colby got dumped yesterday too, so maybe that was a theme. Maybe that's a theme. Yeah. The theme of the. But the, you didn't get dumped in a box from a box. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a no. It was like you know what? My high school girlfriend broke up with me. You know, smart girl. <laughs> that wouldn't have worked out. Wouldn't have worked out. But um. <clears throat> but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it'll be exciting to see him. I'm super excited, super excited. Um, also, for you Jane the Virgin fans, even Langora is uh, Langoria, sorry, is coming back to Jane the Virgin. Now she's already been on the show, I believe, um, and she, uh, but now she's going to step in for because she was a or she was a director yeah. on the show. So now she's going to be in front of the camera <clears throat> and she's playing a fantastic, funny, engaging, smart, and beautiful actress named Eva Langoria. So she's just playing herself. So um, and she will be making her debut on that. Uh, on March 2nd, and it's about Rogelio. Uh, Rogelio seeks out Longoria to co-star in his American adaptation of Passion of Santos. And they discover they have a surprising connection. So take it or leave it. No, it doesn't say if she's going to be there more than one episode, right? It doesn't. That's all we know is that the one episode, we don't know. We don't so know if it's an arc. So this surprising connection could be, like, familial, not love. It, I don't know. what it, They could like, just knead it in and out. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we'll don't have know. to see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we got one more bit of casting news. And so. then moving over to the 100, Shannon Cook, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, will guest star as Lucas. Now, no details have been given out about his character his just eyes. yet. He is so pretty. Matt, focus. Sorry, I'm sorry, gay DD. 
Gay D D. He'll he'll play a character. Sorry, Sam. It's gonna happen. No no apology needed. And he'll appear in the finale of season five. We haven't even gotten the premiere of season five yet. We haven't. But then there's a series option for him to appear in a potential season six. Now. I read that he's from Degrassi, The Next Generation, which was a show that I loved growing oh, yeah? up, but he was after I stopped watching, oh. so I don't know who that is, but you good were, for him. Uh, you wrote you. Yeah, good for him. Um, and now, this appropriate picture that's up right now is <gasps> our hottie of the week. Wow. And All right. Our hottie of the week <laughs> is in huh? studios. There you go, Sam Attic. Okay, I mean... Do you ever eat bread? I did. Can you? I mean, that is some oh, work no, right eat, there. I eat. Yeah, definitely. I eat. Nigerian is, man here. We eat everything. Well, we always have a hottie of the week, and mm-hmm. this week it's you. Well, so you. and so Very now, all what you've been waiting for, we're going to jump into um, to your burning dynasty questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick before we start, how did you? Um, how did you get involved in the show? Did they? Did you have to audition? Did they call you for the role? Like, how did that work out for you? Yeah, no, I definitely had to audition. It was um, a pretty intense audition process too. I was filming uh, the Searching for Neverland biopic for Michael Jackson at the time, mm-hmm. um, and that was like smack dab in the middle of pilot season. But my oh, team wow. had like spoken to to the film uh, folks and said, "Look, uh, provided Sam can get away for auditions, we want him to book a pilot. You know, great." So. It was a, a pre-read, then a casting session, then a producer session, then a studio session, then a network session. I couldn't even make the network session because Searching for Neverland uh, Lifetime wouldn't release me because we had a really, really heavy filming week that week. Uh. So I was like, yeah, four other guys get to be you know, in a room. And I love being in a room. I hate self-taping. Uh, it's yeah. part of our world, but we have to do it. But I just love feeding off energies in a room. Mm-hmm. So I just chalked it up to, okay, on to the next one. Like, there's no way um, that this will happen. And lo and behold, uh, they showed the tape from my studio session to the execs in the network session. Mm. And that that's how it, it happened. So wow. I'm super, super grateful. Super, super grateful. What is, sorry, I'm a therapist. I'm going to get a little deep because you just, yeah, let's get deep. you just described like seven levels you went through. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know there's like, we have fans of the show, but also I know people like, you're, they're going through their own stuff in life where they're having to like, you know, they think they're at one, they're just having to keep climbing that ladder. Like, what did you tell yourself in that? Like, I can't imagine, I would go crazy. Like, by the third time you're in this, are you excited, but do you not get your hopes up? Like, what mentally, how do you mentally prepare yourself for going in every time, giving it all, and then that could be it? You know, I mean, it, it, it changed for me. It was, it was a point in my acting career where I, I think I was, like, definitely afraid of auditions. You know, mm-hmm. like, you go in and... It's the definition of insanity, what, what we do, right? Yeah. You know, you go in this room full of perfect strangers and you spill your life on the ground in front of them and you hope somehow that that resonated mm-hmm. and they accept it and then you walk out and with no clue and you do it again. And, and um, I, I was really, really privileged and fortunate to, to work with an amazing instructor, Eden Bernardi, who passed away. Um, mm, I'm sorry. Um, but she just kind of changed the, the, the mind in, in shifting the thinking to... You go and you see all these other people. Some are, you know, great looking. Some are you. you they, they booked roles. They're name actors. And at some point, she said, "Look, you are only up against you. You know, you have a unique set of experiences and 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 life experiences and influences that have shaped how you come to to pursue this character. Um, and that's all you need to do is is breathe life into these pages. You know, and bring your own unique experience to it." And that, for me, changed it to, 
well, gosh, I know I have some crazy ass life experiences. <laughs> I know that um, I know I can breathe life into a character, and and, and it, it was just a shift for me in, in in going from a point of fear to, boy, I can't wait to show you what I think this mm-hmm. character should be. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to show you what Sam would bring to a Jeff Colby or whoever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and I truly enjoy them, and that's that's our. I mean, our job is. Mm-hmm. She would always say, "Your job is auditioning." You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's booking the, main part, the work yeah. is you know is is definitely an amazing thing, but it doesn't validate your ability to be an actor any more or less. You know, our, our job is to go into, you know, bring real life to to characters on a page. So, yeah. Um, and does that get hard? Because I'm not in like the acting world like that. Does that get hard? As from what I understand, there are lots and lots of auditions sometimes before you hear that yes. So is that the motivating factor? It's just I'm going to show you who I am and what I bring to this character that might not get you this job, but it might leave something in somebody's mind that says... Absolutely. No, I mean, there's there's definitely, especially earlier on in your career, you know, if you, you a solid team around you will say, look, we just want to get you in the room with these folks. Mm-hmm. We know they probably want to go with a bigger name, mm-hmm. but we believe that you can, you know, do something that will resonate. Go in there and just do your thing, and you really, really never know. You know, mm-hmm. you hear stories of people, who, casting directors and producers who had one person in mind, and that was their person, and somebody came in a room, and they, they couldn't see the character any other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just that sliver of an opportunity is all I need. You know, mm-hmm. is that if I can go in and change your mind, um, then I'm, then I'm going to come and I'm going to give it my all. And it, so I, I don't know if it's the motivation of uh, that's again going back to Eden. You kind of strip away all of the things that seemingly are the success of the industry. You know, yeah. it's, it's the love of this craft, and you go in and, and 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 you pursue that love in whatever moment, and and just have a real experience in the room, and and the rest. You know, hopefully follow. Um, um, but you have no control you over You have it. no control. There's a million and one reasons you will or won't get, get a role. Yeah. You know, you're too tall, you're too short, you're too dark, you're too whatever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you didn't, you know, do your job in the room. And, and that's the encouragement we have to tell ourselves because you hear no so many times, you know. You're like, ah, oh, man, I just want that, this, that validation, that, mm-hmm. that, that yes in, in one respect mm-hmm. or another. Um, and, and that's where it's, it's, you know, it's, it's challenging, but that's where you have to dig and, 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 you know, keep yourself healthy and your mind healthy and your mm-hmm. body healthy so that you can continue to replenish it and take your core of, of self-worth from who you are as, as a person versus what role you booked, you know? Yeah. Now, you mentioned love, and sorry, I'm going to go a little brown sugar on you for a second. Brown sugar. But when, I'm going to use a quote from the movie. Yeah, yeah, When did you fall in love with acting? What was that? That's a great, great question. Um, I grew up in a church. Uh, I'm the youngest of seven, and uh, my parents are both ministers, and they're Nigerian ministers at that, which somebody will get that punchline. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) so, uh, uh, you know, when you grow up in the church, like every day was about church, like literally every, every day. And to a point where I I built up, it it kind of felt toxic and I I didn't really want to be a part of it. But the one thing I did love is we always did church plays, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had to, I was a pastor's kid and we did every play in the Bible. We did stuff that wasn't in the Bible. They'd just be like, you are going to do this play. You are going to play this (laughs) play. This is what is going to happen. In Jesus name. Amen. So then we would go, Pursue the characters, you know, we dress up, whatever. And I was always like the unsavory characters. I was always like Judas Iscariot or like like Barabbas or like the mm-hmm. thief on the cross. And I didn't care. I just wanted to like dress up and interact and like 
have fun and, and I just loved being up there. And um, I, being the youngest of seven with half of my siblings being doctors as a migrant Nigerian family, that whole, you know, cliche story mm -hmm. of the arts wasn't encouraged. Like we mm. came to this country for a reason. Yeah. And arts <clears throat> isn't going to be a part of that reason. So my, my freshman year in college, I was enrolled in the arts program, you know, against, you know, mm -hmm. their wishes. Um, and back then, I guess I actually cared what they thought. So, uh, not that I don't now, but my siblings, they were like, no, you know, arts, like, we're all artistically inclined, but that's not a real career, going to business school. So, I actually, I, I went into a marketing and finance program and then kicked off in, in the University of Minnesota, the business school there, and, and just kicked off this, this life that was just kind of like a complete lie to myself, to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. I was academic black excellence, you know, vice president of my fraternity, uh, president of the Black Student Union. I served on student government and leadership. Mm -hmm. I got these awards and accolades, great GPA. I had three job offers waiting for me out of college from General Mills, Target, and um, uh, uh, Cargill, you know. Mm -hmm. um, everyone was scrambling for jobs, and yeah. I was I threw internships like I was good, and I came out, and I worked in corporate, and and I was just miserable, you know, I was miserable. There was just this calling. I, I tried to do everything else artistic. I launched a menswear clothing line. I would do, like, art and paint parties. And I was just like, this thing mm. keeps gnawing mm -hmm. at me. But something about being the guy that moves to L.A. to be an actor, it, it yeah. sounded shallow and, and just so cliche shallow. to me. But we do these shadow. Have you ever read The Artist's Way? Yes. It's yes. shadow careers. It we is. do all these shadow yes. careers that aren't in line yes. with what yes. we really want to do. Phenomenal book, It's by a the great way. book. Julie Cameron. <laughs> do that for your life. Um, so yeah, I, 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 it was, you know, ultimately I think it just boils down to, to, to fear. I, I kept, you know, pursuing this corporate career. I was making good money. And um, it wasn't really until um, one of my best friends in L.A. like mm -hmm. passed away from suicide uh. that I was like, what the hell am I doing, mm -hmm. you know? Um, there's this like really, really famous, uh, like great, great speech by um, Jim Carrey where he's speaking at, you know, uh, the speech uh, oh, at a college, and he I've says, you know, that, you yeah. can be miserable mm -hmm. doing something you hate, or you could try doing something you love. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, the stars are speaking to me, and um, I was still working in corporate. I, I just, I just was like, I'm gonna go for it. I, I jumped into every class I could, weekend warrior like training. I would get home from work, work on scenes. I was writing. I was doing everything I could just to like. I felt like I had a lot of catch up, you know, making mm -hmm. up to do and and. And for me, you know, we're already going deep, so I guess I'll just keep Hashtag going. Hashtag truth talk. Let's Hashtag do it. we're Let's going do deep. It. Like, for me, it, was, it wasn't ever really like, oh, let me become an actor to be famous and all this. Um, for me, it, just, it became like therapy, and I say that as honest as I can without making it sound like BS. Like, you know, as black culture, speak less, I mean, African culture, you know, I'm six boys and one girl in my family, like, you're not really encouraged to face your emotions, like, I saw mm -hmm. my dad really happy or really mad and nothing in between, yeah. mm -hmm. everything else was a sign of weakness, and you realize you have, like, all this stuff just, like, pent up, and, and you know, this act that became, like, this safe space where I could, like, do that, mm -hmm. you know, and not, like, judge, or, ah, oh, you're being, like, real moist and soft right now, you know what I mean? And, I, and I, that became, page. like, a drug, yeah, mm -hmm. and I was just like, more, 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 more of that, you know, and and um, I just wanted to, you know, go deeper and, and, and go further, and it, it just, it, it gave me, like, it, it became, like, something, like, nothing else, like, makes sense, like, this this is just seems to be what mm -hmm. makes sense for me. And I, I, I jumped in every class I could, I was doing, I was the, the student film king, I did USC, UCLA, New York Film Academy. They knew. Any, anybody want to do a film? <laughs> like, there's this guy, Sam, who just will do any student film. But you cut like, your teeth on that. I cut my so teeth. much. I'm telling you, everyone, anyone who's serious about being an actor, 
do not snub your nose at student films. They're working with industry professionals, adjunct professors who are producers, writers, directors, mm-hmm. are shooting on state-of-the-art equipment, and you get a feel for what it's like mm-hmm. being on a real set. Mm-hmm. So I tell anyone, like, go do that. It's like, your 10,000 Hours, The I'm, Outliers. Exactly, that's, uh, that's, exactly, that's exactly. another great book people should read. Yes, I, well, I haven't read that one. But that is great, yeah. Really yeah. You've got to put that 10,000 Hours of just building the expertise. Yeah, yeah. So that way when you're on, like, the seventh audition with producers, you can go in and show up and Absolutely. be Sam because Absolutely. you know that. Absolutely. And then mm. 2015 came along, uh, the ABC Digital Talent Competition mm-hmm. I entered because I knew folks that had entered and who had mm-hmm. won and um, won that and, and have been working ever since. Um, they put me in a one-year holding deal at ABC. And, and I'd like to like switch nice to birth. And switch to birth, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and some other shows that mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil the trivia. Yeah, trivia. Uh, <laughs> some other question. shows. We're going to um, talk about those shows later, yeah. But yeah, and, and now I'm... I'm on Dynasty. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm I'm loving this character. I'm loving my cast. I'm loving the work we're doing. I'm, and I'm looking forward to what's next. Well, that's very exciting. I excited too. Let's talk about some Dynasty questions. Well, right? hold on. Oh, Before we do, do that, we, I want to get what's the live chat some saying? Some people in the live chat, um, ZS, who's one of our regulars in the live chat, he said he got the punchline. Ah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. I appreciate um, that. And he also wanted to know what frat you're a part of. Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. That's what they guessed in the... <laughs> and I'm... Yeah. Oh, Phi Ski mm-hmm. Ski Phi. All right, love. All right, cool, cool, cool. So, um, but yeah, that's what... That's what's going on in the chat. They, mm-hmm. And they're very into what you're saying. They're saying, like, it's very relatable, especially to what's going on in their lives right now. And... I keep at it. Yeah. They're keep just very it. grateful. That's... That's awesome. That's all, I love that little talk. I love it. Again, actor, I think it's just, it's always nice. I love when people share their story because it's so, um, when people share their story, we all relate to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if, if you just listen, if you put your ego aside and just listen yeah. to someone, you always will see yourself in someone, I believe. So, um, but. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. I did want to ask you one thing about Switched at Birth. Yeah. Because. Um, he knows my friend Sharon Pierre-Louis from that show. Sorry, Sharon, always, love Sharon. I hope you're watching. Up. Sharon, you are amazing. Well, we we always it, say when we I name drop, like take a shot. 20 minutes before he, he always name drops. I read, awesome. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was just wanting to ask you about one of your episodes. I believe it's called Occupy Truth. Ooh, yeah. yeah, you had a big arc on that yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very <laughs> intense episode. That was the end of Switched at Birth, and they were starting, and they were in college. So they were starting to go into mm-hmm. more like mm-hmm. real topical things that were going on. What yeah. was that like filming that, that was those scenes specifically? It was it was amazing. It wasn't even acting anymore. It was, it was just like telling stories of people who had been impacted by um, uh, disparate treatment from you know racial injustice and and, and prejudice. And I, very quickly, I, I played um, a very arrogant, uh, seemingly unsavory baseball player. Um, who, you know, came into the world thrown at his feet and uh, felt, you know, that he was kind of above what was happening on campus. There was a lot of racial issues of people were, you know, putting cotton in front of the Black Student Union mm. and, and things that were happening that the students were really uh, upset about. And by the way, Sharon slayed, slayed, <laughs> slayed her character on that. It was such a joy working with her. But uh, uh, Chris, Chris Walker goes through this journey, the character that I played, of realizing that just because he was an athlete who was about to make a bunch of money when he got drafted to the pros, that he wasn't above. And not only that, that he needed to leverage that to join this movement. And and it, it touched him when he was going to unlock his bike late at night after, like, a practice. Mm-hmm. 
and his lock was broken and two cops pull up and they assume that you know he was stealing the bike and he's like mm -hmm. no I'm a student here I left my wallet we can go upstairs they don't hear it they slam him to the ground you know ruin his pitching arm and if not but for uh, the saving grace of um, uh, Vanessa Morano and Ryan Lane who mm -hmm. uh, played leads on the show who came and were able to vouch for him you know he might have ended up you know who knows what would have happened um, and that was like the turning point for him. And Jeff Bird directed that episode and actually was nominated for an NAACP yep. Image Award. Mm. Jeff is actually directing our episode right now. Uh, oh, nice. That's exciting. Dynasty. Jeff is it all awesome. Goes. Awesome. It all comes full circle. Mm -hmm. uh, but those are the type of stories that I just, you, you salivate to, to tell because, you know, I, you want to tell, you know, stories that, that matter and, 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 mm -hmm. and make characters that are relatable and give voice to the voiceless. The, the, the the great thing about that um, experience, I think everyone kind of sensed that we were doing something that was above us. And it was unfortunate it got released late because there was, you know, a change of leadership um, 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 at Freeform. Mm -hmm. um, and they were releasing a new slate of shows. So when we did this, when it was originally supposed to be released, would have been almost like eight months before it actually came out. Oh, wow. Mm. So you talk about what was going on yeah. at that yeah. time, you know, black, the thicket of the Black Lives Matter. Like, mm -hmm. art was literally imitating real life. Yeah. And um, we were so excited about it dropping then. Um, and I don't think it was any less relevant. I think it, when it dropped, it actually served as a great reminder of, gosh, we're not hearing about unarmed, you know, black men being shot in the media as much, thank God, anymore, but it's still happening. There's still people who are, you know, suffering and dealing with that. Um, mm. So, you know, act act accordingly and be, be more aware. But um, it, it was it was an amazing, uh, amazing experience. It, there wasn't, you know, you, you get on set sometimes and there's nothing, sometimes there's an element of I want to get it right or, you know, I want to, deliver this performance and it, it came to a point where we we're all just just like in this flow it wasn't mm. i had to really mean that it was just okay you did that in this take boom how can we go further how can we get more and mm. and, and that was it was really special to be a part of it was amazing 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 that's awesome mm. and what was um if i can ask about being on set because i know that there were both hearing and deaf people consultants yeah, yeah, and then yeah. katie i believe has Katie LeClaire, yeah, she was my lover. A, she's amazing. What is I the word Katie. I'm looking for? A condition where she's lost some of her hearing, so she yeah. can actually, and even before she had lost her hearing, she can actually sign. She can sign, yeah. So what was that like on set, like seeing sign language being the one of the secondary languages or primary for some people on that set? It's, it's so sad to me that the show's off. Because it was such I, a I good never, show. It's such a damn good show, It's such show, a bro. different way of expressing so, diversity. So good. And, and I never that really... That we don't see. That we don't. Because people think about when they think diversity, which is great that we're being more diverse, but they could think about just pretty much skin color. Mm -hmm. And sometimes mm -hmm. they think of LGBT stuff, but they mm -hmm. don't ever think about being gay. I know that like when you're a minor, the minority in a minority, so when you're, when you're deaf mm -hmm. and African American, right, that's right. way different than just being black in America right, it's right, way you right, know it's such right. a different so much harder yeah. to work at you yeah, know anyway yeah. go ahead I mean no no, no I love that point that you bring because it is true and it, even for me it was a learning opportunity in how I think of diversity I mm. knew there's genotype phenotype I know there's more than just skin but things aren't really real until you're faced with them and I didn't know yeah. anyone who's deaf I'd never put in a position where I had to, to, to sign so um it was. It just added to the enriching experience to see that happening. To 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 really have to be. And Katie isn't deaf, but mm -hmm. I mean her 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 skill set at, at pursuing that character, make it believable. I mean she never like things would happen to where 
she'd be like, uh, oh, Chris, she'd be like, cut, cut, cut. Can you like turn so I can see your mouth? Because she always wanted to make it be believable. She could hear what I was saying. But, you know, as a deaf person mm. and deaf actress, she was like, I, if I'm actually understanding what you're saying to realistically respond, I need to see your mouth. So even as an actor, they're even having to work a, on a different I'm level. I'm telling you. And, wow. I, and I'd be like, she'd like she, she would adjust like the camera operator and what have you. And she's like, can, can we turn him about just that sort of level of specificity, you know, um, it, it just it, 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 it kicked it up a level for me. I was like, you know, wow, this this is this is really really, really special, and, um, you know, even, you know, Sharon, uh, who, uh, I believe it's her brother. Her brother is, is deaf. deaf in real yeah. life, and, because I asked her, I was like, well, I was like, how long did it take you to learn, you know, because I didn't know, you know, we just met for the first time, um, and she's like, no, my brother is, blah, 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 and here's, like, some, some small little things, and here's your name, what have you, and then Ryan Lane, who's awesome, Ryan mm-hmm. and I actually became really, really good homies, um, we, um, when I was in L.A. before I moved to Atlanta, we'd go rock climbing all the time, and, uh, that relationship also made me, you know, learn to the extent as much as I could. Some sign language, it's much like any language, you got to keep the continuity, mm-hmm. you got to keep doing it. But just hanging out with him and having that experience of having a dialogue and a conversation and seeing that he would have to focus, and it, it, it makes you, um, you just realize that the beauty of, of the senses. Uh, my my takeaway from every interaction with him is, you know, we, we, we talk, we're a talking culture, blah, 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 and it's just, you know, brittle your tongue, you know, to, to think sometimes, you know, about the quality of what you're saying and, and what you're putting out there, you know, especially with people who don't maybe have the ability to do that, you realize that there's, there's, a, there's a bit more savoring, if you will, of... of the privilege of communication. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. No, the, yeah. I've never thought about the privilege of communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I've never thought about that no. as being yeah. a privilege. Neither did I. That's amazing. Until that experience, yeah. That's a quotable, as Oprah said, that's a quotable <laughs> privilege of language. I love that. I love that. Well, let's jump into some Dynasty stuff, because I know people want to talk. And if you see anything in the, the chat, let us know. Mm-hmm. We've had some other CWs, but I don't know. We might not get to it, because Sam is real freaking interesting, y'all. Yeah. So <laughs> we want to keep talking to you. So, okay. So talking about the show, um, I mean, this is – so I got some – quite. I asked some other after buzzers too, because everybody mm-hmm. was excited. So we got a, a little bit of questions. Yeah. I mean, my question is – and I already was going to ask you this before, but then after the last night's episode, I'm like, no. I was going to ask you if Michael and Jeff were ever going to get along. Because there was kind of like a... There was a little there bit. Was like, a I bit was like excited a, at the yeah, beginning of last episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it breaks down, and then it's like, you kind of come back together, and then it breaks down. And if you, like, if you seal the deal with Fallon, he's not. Like, do you think you're ever going to get along? I'll let you um, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> you know, I, I asked the showrunner Sally that, and she said, in another world, you know, Michael and Jeff are best friends. You know, and I think Michael at this point in, in the story is is having his his own struggles with the insanity of the Carrington family and the insanity of, of Fallon. And uh, what I loved about the scene that we did is I, I feel like, you know, Jeff, with all his flaws, maybe got through to him a little bit, you know, on on you don't have to, like, champion everything these insane folks are doing. Like, mm-hmm. you can come mm-hmm. and be a part of something that I'm doing and that we can do together, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the brotherhood of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, because I see his loyalty, and, 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 and it, he, he seems, he, he, he's got a very strong moral compass, and I think that, you know, despite the difference in the characters that, you know, Jeff, Jeff has a respect for that. I think there's a mutual respect between both of them, but 
you know, they both are on opposite spectrums of what they want. So yeah, got, for right now, it's, it's ham. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's dynasty. It's drama. There's plot twists. So, yeah. you know, maybe there's a stake in the drown that's drawn that draws them both closer, which would be cool. I'd love to explore that. Did you do a lot of research of the old dynasty or even the, the Kobe spin? Did you research those before you, know, you did or they I, wanted you to have a new take? I did. I mean, I t- to a certain extent, I only watched about four or five episodes of the first season just to get a flavor for it. You know, I felt it was such a juggernaut of a show, you mm-hmm. know, like it, it informed an entire decade and it was it was so yeah. so so uh, it created like a whole type of drag queen it was I'm not kidding <laughs> like it really did yeah. it really it did really it just influenced so many things that I feel like wow to be able to carry on this legacy like I, I I'd be foolish not to do my homework but you know the balance of that is I wanted to make it my own you know I'm reprising you know John James as Jeff Colby as as a black man that's mm-hmm. amazing that's special shouts out to CW for like the inclusive diverse you know casting and um I wanted to make it my own, so yes, I, I did some homework. I definitely, you know, read up, you know, Wikipedia and all these things, and you know, just to my my, my folks and, and other, you know, older generation who were familiar with it. Yeah. It go on and on and on. I mean, it was a cult. I mean, it, it, we we should hope to be so, you know, uh, impactful with with this iteration of Dynasty. But um, yeah, but you know, we we all we, we're staying true to some of the storylines, but we're still making it our own, which is really really cool. It could be a completely different. Yeah, 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 exactly. Sense and purposes, yeah. you know. Hmm. You gotta, what's up? Yeah, you took to... my question. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to think of something show specific because, oh, oh, I had a question about your, what you think, what you as Sam would do if you were Jeff after Ooh. Fallon broke up with you in business and in like relationship wise. Like, if you're getting into the mind of Jeff, not playing him, but if you're watching and you're saying, oh, if I were Jeff, I would. Go after her. Um, I'd go right back after her because, uh, granted, I know not more, a lot more now, being that we're on episode 17, mm-hmm. but let's talk specific point in time. Um, for me, that would be the win-win is getting her back because I hate Blake Carrington. I, you know, I, I obviously want to plot my revenge, but... Mm-hmm. In some way, it would be beautiful if she is a woman of his dreams. You know, they're on the same playing field. You know, mm-hmm. she's a go-getter. She's sparky. She's kind of crazy, but she's really intelligent at the same time. Mm-hmm. Power woman. And he probably believes that they can build an empire. So I, I wouldn't let that just slip. Like, I get it. You went to this, you know, crazy, tumultuous situation of getting kidnapped. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But um, there's something here we should explore. So I would, I'd go after it. I would. And, you know, if, if it still didn't, then... It is what it is, but sometimes persistency pays. Sometimes mm-hmm. persistency pays. And I have kind of a frivolous question. Do it. Yeah. Do you like Fallon with bangs or without bangs? I, I don't even care. <laughs> I mean, honestly, she's good either way. So, Hashtag yeah. straight guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was such a big deal for her. Yeah, I yeah. I love that. She I, embraced it. Yeah, no, yeah, I did a Riverdale pod, and we did a whole thing when Veronica got banks. It was like a whole <laughs> ten minute thing of two gays talking. I love that cast. By the busy. way, I met them at Upfront, so they're really, really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's, really, a really cool. it's a great show. No, I love that because we usually watch it at someone's house in Atlanta every every at Wednesday. We get together and watch it together, and I wasn't there. Um, but it was a joy watching Liz last night. I was cracking up at what she did, <laughs> you know, with those scenes, and you know, just. The juxtaposition of the craziness of it versus the craziness of her character it was fun. It was yeah. Really good. Um, so, another question. So, Will, do you think that you're going to have any flashback with your mom and Blake's, like, tour de fair? 
And this is coming from one of our afterbirths, and the mm-hmm. father being framed for murder. Are we going to have any flashbacks? We have scene? to. That's the, 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 it's such a big mystery as to what's really... Somebody isn't telling the truth. Yes. Somebody that I was deducing that even before I know what I know now because either Blake is lying or Cecil Kobe, my father, is, is lying. Somebody's mm-hmm. lying because Blake is vehement that he didn't sleep with my mother. And, mm-hmm. and that's the whole reason Cecil, you know, played by the amazing Hakeem Kagazim, is saying that's why I'm in jail because mm-hmm. Blake mm-hmm. wanted to cover this. So uh, that we got to get to the bottom of that. You know, if Blake is lying, you know, Jeff is cool with that. If, if Cecil is lying, that's going to be a heartbreaker. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I so, was just going to say, ahead. I'm wondering if in Jeff's plot to take down the Carringtons, if he's going to include his sister at all. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd been. You're trying to remember where we are, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 Just tell us everything you know. I'm no, sure no, that no. CW he, he will be has fine to. No, with he, it. he has to. You know, you know, there's a team Kobe that's building here. You know, and I was excited. The first eight nine episodes was like Jeff Kobe against the world, and I was mm-hmm. waiting for, you know, a bit more support for that character, which is 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 definitely coming because then it becomes like a full on family feud, and there's different storylines. You get to interact with different people. Um, so, so yeah, she, you know, there'll, there'll be a part that, you know, uh, that Monica will play in that, which is, is, is really fun. We've been, we've been having a lot of fun doing some, some, I can't wait for people to see what happens. So now also another, I'm sorry, we've, we've got our list. Well, we have time. We can go through all of them. So I know that we're still on hold for season two. Yeah. Hopefully I feel like it's going to happen. That's just my feeling. From your, your mouth to God's You know what? We said that he's, Wally West is moving to the. Legends, so mm-hmm. I'm calling it now. It's Call CW it. Week, Lily. Call it. You're going to get a renewal, and they're going to release it tomorrow, and you're going to find out. <laughs> so um, so this is from one of our after buzzers, uh, Cherry Davis, who was super excited, and she wanted to know yeah. um, if in season two what could be possibly explored for the Kobe's because she brings up our, the change – the change in it being a black family from the other side of the tracks has been mentioned, but they, she said, they haven't really talked about how he got his money. And will, that, will they explore that in more detail, or is in this season, or is that going to be maybe a season two thing? Or um, that's something that I, yeah, I want us to explore more. Uh, we have five, six more episodes uh, to shoot, and you know they don't tell us anything until last minute. <laughs> um, um, no, I didn't mean that. When do uh, you get the scripts? Actually, we get the scripts. Like I've, I've gotten scripts the night before. I I have to shoot four or five scenes from the same from that. You script. sign with your blood, saying you will yeah. not tell anyone. Yeah, well, yeah, no. I mean, you don't you don't share, um, but yeah. I mean, sometimes you get the script the day before, and you just got to go in and, and make a choice. You know, you don't have as much time as you would like to prep. But um, I want us to explore more for the Kobe. So much more. I think there's so much more there to explore. One thing I'm super excited about is being a Nigerian man. I, I pitched to the network. I said, can the Kobe's have a Nigerian heritage? I think that'd be, mm, cool. that'd be cool. We're in Atlanta. It has one of the largest Nigerian populations in the U.S. Um, and what's going on with immigration what's in going our country? On with immigration, Just yeah. you know, and he's a tech guy. A lot of Nigerians yeah. I know get into tech. And they said, great. And you saw in episode nine, uh, right before break, uh, Hakeem, who they cast as my father, who's Nigerian from the same tribe as me. Oh, wow. And I got to perform part of our scene in our native tongue of Yoruba, which is the tribe that I'm from, which I've been doing my homework, and that has never happened on a major broadcast television mm. network wow. through a series regular. 
literally with subtitles for your one. Mm -hmm. Like the Nigerian community like went insane through the roof. Your like, parents were super proud. They were really, really happy. They were like, Oh my god, this is happening. Praise <laughs> God, praise God. I was like, Yeah, praise him. It was fun. No, I mean I and, and there's more of that and I think that just gives so many like opportunities of like tentacles of where their story can go. Like I, I want that to be developed more. I want them to be, you know, I would love it to be split down the middle of like a Team Kobe, Team Carrington, mm -hmm. and and have both have you know enduring qualities and horrible qualities mm -hmm. that make you question, but that you know that you you, you root for who you want to root for, you know, and, and make it a, a real true true rivalry, mm -hmm. yep. um, which is what it's building towards. But I feel like we could dial it up more. I I, I want to know more about the Kobe's. I mean, I've created my stories, but be interesting you know, to say. Be really really cool, yeah. And I and I think you know, I've been trying to get as much information I can. I, I think we'll, we'll definitely know much more than we know now before the season's over. Um, right. But now, never enough. You mentioned your parents, and yeah. I peeked at your Twitter. Yeah. And you watched episodes with your parents. I watched it with them last night, yeah. Okay, how was that? Uh, you said they were asking a lot of questions. It was exhausting. <laughs> it was absolutely exhausting. Like, my, my mom, I love my mom. I'm a mama's boy. But she, there's the propensity to just want to know what happens versus just watching and enjoying mm -hmm. the experience. So talks all during yeah, it. Yeah, the whole time. Did they kill him? Is he going to die? I'm like, look, we're in the theater together, mama. I don't know what's about to happen. I took her, you know, conservative Christian, you know, there's only so much I can take her to see. But I, t I took her to see Hidden Figures. Mm -hmm. And she talked through the whole movie like it was just me and her. My mom, has, her voice projects. You know, so I'm like looking around the whole time like, sorry. <laughs> she's like oh these men are evil i'm like yeah mom but you know this is you and me in here yeah. like and everybody yeah. else just tone it down a little bit um but yeah it's it's you know they're, they're they're really proud you know they took a lot of convincing like i'm going down this path i'm mm -hmm. leaving this corporate life mm -hmm. you know like you know like believe that you know i believe and and they've since come around and it, it was it's a joy to like experience that with them though mm. you know they don't really care for the sex scenes as much that's why I was well, asking, because I was yeah. like, what episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. did they watch? I don't yeah. mind those, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch. <laughs> I watch. Now, we're, we're totally running out of time, and I oh, know. Yeah. So we have more questions. So, and, and more. Let's fly through them. I'll be concerned. We'll have so more news, but uh, I'm, we're going to. We'll give you the news next week. Riverdale's doing a musical. We'll talk about it next week. But nice. we do. Our throwback Thursday was, and I just want to ask real quick was uh, you playing. Uh, Michael Jackson's bodyguard. Yeah. So what was like, did you like learn anything about like that you just kind of blew your mind about like Michael Jackson's life or anything playing that that you didn't that you didn't know about before? So much. Um, nobody had that man's best interest. Uh, mm. He wasn't. Yeah, there's a picture. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't. Um, <laughs> look at that goon. Uh, yeah, I, it was it was really, really sad to see how lonely he was. Um, mm. And at the end of the day, he was just a man trying to be. A father, you know, and and not have an opportunity to do that. I mean, you talk about what Jesus, Coca Cola, and Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Yeah. The most re he's more recognized than, and everywhere he went, and and realizing what that that what that was was like in that experience for him was was really heartbreaking. And and um, it was just like a reverence that I have for the story that I, mm. I didn't realize that you know you can be surrounded by all these people and feel absolutely totally lonely. Wrong. That's why he loved reading his fan letters because it seemed mm -hmm. like he gave me, he would spend hours a day reading wow. the fan letter. And I thought that was so cool. You know, you're at that level and then you're like boom, boom to the extent he could write back. He would like you matter. Yeah, it's just it was it was that was like really really cool to see and just to see him humanized as a father. Mm -hmm. You know this 
juggernaut of an otherworldly being that there will never be another like. You know, that just mm -hmm. comes around once in, in, in a millennia. Yeah. Um, just to seem humanized, that was, that was pretty special. That, that's awesome. Um, all right, we got to wrap soon. So mm -hmm. let's, let's jump on. And uh, our ship poll, who's winning so far? So for our ship poll, it looks like it hasn't moved at all. Blair and Chuck are still like at this. Blair and Chuck are the winners. Thirty-seven percent. Yay! Uh, yay! All right. So ending trivia. So if you didn't cheat and look online, we're talking Sam's first IMDb credit. Was it A. Brooklyn Nine Nine, B. Criminal Nines, C. Wicked City, or D. High School Musical? Do you think you remember the answer? Oh, they just showed it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And that Mother was that was why home. we I'm froze sure, yeah. on the. That's Sorry. why I referenced the Ed Westwick. Uh, yeah, Gossip Girls. Yeah, because oh. it was Wicked City. He's very uh, okay, opposite okay. Ed Westwick. Yeah, yeah. So th did you remember that? Yeah, you yeah, remember yeah, that. Oh. Well, I thought that was like that's the first that, one that makes sense because that was the first. Yeah, Wicked City, indeed. Yeah. And um, you just hit the ground running. We just did. Ever since you then. did, you really like. like that's amazing. Grateful. I know when I looked on your IMDb, I was like, damn. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like seven years or something. You hit it. Um and I think we see why. And speaking to you today, just your conviction and your leap in mm -hmm. the net will appear. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. And I thank, thank you for you. sharing it with us thank today. You so much. It's thank only you for up having me. This is awesome. Yeah. Of course. So tell everybody real quick where they can find you and follow you and obsess over you. Uh, you can find me on Sam Adegoki Everything, uh, A D E G O K E, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, and on Dynasty. Wednesday on Dynasty. Nights, 9 8 Central. There you go, everybody. Be sure to tune in, and we'll always be reporting the news on that. I'm Matt Marr. You can find me at the Matt Marr, two T's, two R's, or at uh, mattmarr.tv. And Miss Erica. And I'm Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. So we'll get you more news next week. Until then, be safe, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.